0: Right, gentlemen. I've gathered you here today to discuss our next project. Now, we've all seen the success of that Beatles movie. Uh, what's it called? Yeah, uh, a Hard Day's Night, I believe, sir. Thank you, Smithers-Jones. Yes, that. So it seems that pop movies are back in vogue. Mm, more's the pity. Well, quite. But nonetheless, you cannot argue with the box office. So I propose we make a pop movie. Oh. But... A pop movie with a difference. Oh, super. What's the difference, sir? Well, I don't know. That's why I thought I'd throw it over to the floor. Uh, ideas, please, gentlemen. Uh, they're very expensive, these pop groups. Well, uh, at least their managers are. Quite right. We can't afford a big beat group. Uh, perhaps we could uh, make one up, sir. Make one up? Yeah, sorta of, sort of sort of fabricate one, so to speak. No, 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 that idea would never work. Do you want to make a monkey out of me? You're quite right about the cost, though. We need an up and coming group. Small faces, sir. Uh, they're about to break. Never heard of them, so you must be on the right lines. Now then, gimmick, ideas? Anyone? Come along, Stevens. you look like you're desperate to let one out. Well, well, sir, thank you. Thank you, sir. But it occurred to me that if we made a movie designed to promote a band, in in this case the Small Faces, and then we gave them no lines at all and hardly featured any of their music, well, that would be sort of, well, novel. Hmm. It's a good angle at that. Uh, uh, Pardon me, sir, but they've actually got an actor in their ranks. The small faces, I mean. A, a chap called Steve Marriott. Wouldn't it be a terrible waste? Really, SJ? Oh, it's too delicious. Excellent work, Stevens. That's settled. Go to it, team, and make it so. Hello again. It's Gavin. And Matt. From the Brit Pop Movies of a Certain Age podcast. Today, looking at the 1965 crime pop caper Dateline Diamonds. Yes, you heard us right. It's a swinging crime drama. Featuring diamond smuggling, pirate radio stations, car chases, and musical mod legends The Small Faces. Bound to be a cult classic then! Well. Dayline Diamonds centers around Lester Benson, manager of the aforementioned up and coming pop sensations The Small Faces, who finds himself blackmailed by one Major Fairclough, a disgraced former army officer, into assisting with a diamond smuggling operation between Britain and the Netherlands using offshore pirate radio station Radio London as the pick up point okay so far um However, the pair are pursued by a dogged couple of coppers. One of whose daughter, conveniently, is a Small Faces fan. And the net begins to tighten. There is plenty of talent on hand in this movie, actors, musicians and crew, who had and would go on to find work in their respective fields, but somehow this film adds up to less than the sum of its collective parts. It has the feel of an episode of a cop TV show of the period, thinly plotted but exploring one or two small themes. The most successful sequence in the movie is the possibly Rafifi-inspired Diamond Heist, which does manage to build a close, clammy tension set against the excellent jazz-tinged soundtrack by Johnny Douglas. The director Jeremy Summers' rather flat direction here is surprising as he was just coming off a decent run of British movies. Many of which are regularly shown on Talking Pictures TV. Perhaps he'd had his fill of pop movies or was uninspired by the flat, exposition-heavy dialogue, but his work here contains very little zip. More perplexing still are the genuinely bizarre camera angles chosen by the highly experienced cinematographer Stephen Dade. The exteriors around London landmarks are effective enough, but why the man who'd only recently completed the sterling work on the film Zulu chose to shoot most of the concert scenes in uncomfortable, unmoving close-ups is anybody's guess. A close look at a pop star's nose is never a good idea. Although made in 1965, the film did not actually hit the cinemas until the April of 1966. As support feature to the comedy Doctor in Clover. A full five months after the single that the Small Faces are promoting here, the brooding I've Got Mine, had been and gone, with very a dent in the charts. Which brings us back to where we started. Despite being referred to throughout, and clearly the main selling point of the movie, the now legendary and highly influential British group the Small Faces barely feature in the film at all being glimpsed only a couple of times prior to their grand appearance with a bunch of other, mostly inferior, acts at the Rank Ballroom in Watford. Kenneth copes well enough with his role as the band manager, while William Lucas gives an Andre Morel light performance. And Conrad Phillips is his usual reassuring self. Look out, too, for a young Anna Cartwright, 22 at the time, playing 17. And an impossibly youthful and clean-shaven Kenny Everett, who comes across well. This is a film for Small Faces fans to tick off and then stick on Ogden's nut-gone-flake at full volume to remove the bitter taste. It's also a nice glimpse at the pirate radio culture, but otherwise... A full review of this movie can be found on episode 3 of our BP Moaka Britpop Movies of a Certain Age... Podcast. And it's showing only on Talking Pictures TV on Tuesday the 16th of February at 8am. Until then, I've been Matt Bragg... And I'm still Gavin Lazarus.